Russell, tell me a story. <laughs> I don't like that's not a story. That's not I, good. I, I think I have the black the black lung daddy. <laughs> you just went like <laughs> I don't like you just going straight to daddy. I don't like that at it's, all. Well, what is isn't that um <clears throat> sorry, let me catch my <laughs> my tone of voice. Isn't that from uh what is that um Ben Stiller movie? When it the uh, zoo not the Zoolander? Zoolander. Not, yeah, that's the one where he's a model, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still, I don't... Oh, man! I, just, I don't know why that came in my I'm, head, but he said, tell me a story. I'm expecting something weird coming from you to start every episode off, but I th- it just still catches me off guard when it's like, mm, daddy! Well, honestly, what I was trying to go for was sick boy, sad. Uh, <laughs> just like, I need a story, but then you kind of jumped I, the gun I, a little I, bit and said, you need a story from me. So I let me tell you a story. I can't bounce off that because then it feels very pedophilish. Yeah, well, well let's <laughs> not do that. Let me tell you a story. I'll tell you a story about a bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a little ant, actually, a worker ant. A worker ant. Okay. Yeah, a worker ant. Uh, and one day he becomes a non-worker ant and he kisses a queen and he does his thing and it's all about a bug's life. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> I, that's you know who would do a great job uh, doing that would be Pixar. That they should pick Pixar that up. would do great or yeah. uh, whatever the one was that did Ants. Ants was basically the same storyline. Yeah, that was. Oh, who was the director? Don't you uh, dare say Woody that. Allen. Woody Allen. I yeah. I don't even. <laughs> Michael, are you an Ants fan? I am a Bugs Life fanatic. Yeah. Bugs Life is. I, it I like Ants. No, shut no. up. <laughs> Ants is great. They, they got. They're a little bit more sharp. You know, I think that's the issue. Right, is they're right. sharper and they're like a little bit more realistic looking. <laughs> Scary, man. I that's get it. nightmare fuel. You don't like good films. I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, Bugs Life is way better. Um, <gasps> All right, so we've gone down this tirade, uh, this rant, this tangent that we could, that we don't ever go down tangents on because we are on the episode today called Storytelling. Yeah, we're talking about telling stories, sort of. It's really like not even uh, an episode about storytelling. It just... It's the title of it. I mean, yeah, he's trying to gather information for a good story for Jake, but let's be real, like, we're just kind of seeing his journey. Yeah, it's... I get bummed out just thinking about, like, Finn going on this pursuit of a story, and I'm like, bro, we just went through a, the last season and a half of Adventures, like, just... Yeah, but Jake it. was there. He was in his pocket. So Jake specifically didn't want a story that he was a part of. He wanted a real story that he didn't already know. That's that's such a tall order, though, for anybody. I mean, for besties, you do everything with your bestie, didn't? Yeah, we did something with with each other the, this past weekend. Yeah, we had a little combo birthday outing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the podcast, the whatever last Saturday, I don't know the sixth, whatever that is, that'll be the official Russell and Ned's birthday date for the podcast. Y'all yeah, can celebrate then. Send um, me a gift when we have. A quadrillion listeners. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. I don't say I don't. We don't do everything together, but we certainly did that together. Yeah, um, we did. But in, and that's a good thing. I I love that you bring up to kick this episode off, like our experiences, because I feel like so much of when you get together with people and have conversations, so much of a conversation 
and relationships built with people is built on, let me tell you the story of what happened to me last weekend. Yeah. And, you know, people that get really involved in, in become like life of the party people are people that tell good stories. Man, it, and it makes me want to start writing down. Uh, if there was ever a reason to journal, it was for that. And I yeah. I wish in college I had done it because I know I would have so many more stories, especially for this podcast, you know, because I'm constantly trying to think of like, how can I relate this to something in our past mm -hmm. experiences or whatever um, that doesn't just randomly come up? I mean, I, I might start jotting down uh, things that come up in my brain over time just so that I have like a list of stories. But journaling could be a great way to do that um, so that when you have a relevant story for what's happening at the party and it feels natural to to fall in line as like the guy who's telling a story as opposed to just like trying to make the party about you. Yeah. You got a good one. For yeah, it. well, it's it's always you have to tie it in with, and I've I've What's checked happening? myself. Yeah, I've checked myself because I tangent in real life conversation. Oh yeah, and I check myself and always try to do a skill of tying what I'm saying and being like, this is why I'm saying it, and then I'll finish the story and be like, and I said that all because the point you brought up 20 minutes ago, I haven't forgot about you. You're yeah. still like, it's not just about me. Yeah, yeah. But I did just go but that's 20 so, minutes That was story. such yeah. a, it's such a hard skill. I had to like check myself because I started realizing I tangented my real life stories mm -hmm. and then people would be like, thanks for telling me that. I, I don't know why, why you yeah. told me that, you know. I had a great story today and I was mid, so I was at coffee this morning and I was mid story and then I go, man, I'll be honest, I have no clue where I'm going with this. I totally forgot my point. Yep. And he's like, don't worry, man, it happens. And it then does. fortunately, right after I said that, I went, I know, I know, I know yeah. what, you know, and I was able to get it back to uh, connect it all. But yeah, and that's, and that's a good thing too. Like, it's, yeah. it's just always, just I always try honest, to just have that trace back in conversation. And, and people yeah. are like, oh, thank you. I appreciate your story. And you were still listening to me. You weren't just... Yeah. But like I looking mean, at notes about your podcast while I'm telling this. I'm just trying story. to think like what do you <laughs> do you agree with Jake in the sense that like a true uh this story is gonna be the matter of his life and death in this sickness. I is he sick? I guess is my question too. There, there was is a he fun, actually sick. There He's was a boogies. fun fact in that I had that gut feeling yeah. the whole episode that he was just totally faking this yeah. to to try to get and there was a oh, fact you're trying to like theoretically speak online, here no I, I I was about to drop as a theoretically speak and then it came up in the production notes of the show that originally they had planned for Jake to be faking sick to get Finn out of the house so he could do weird stuff that's all it said I don't know what the weird stuff was yeah they kind of like maybe it was a surprise or something. Yeah, I, it definitely felt to me like he was faking sick, but he had some boogies and uh, he barfed a little bit. But just the way he was it. acting, yeah, <laughs> he barfed the entire bowl soup. Uh, man, and probably more. I, there was a <laughs> lot more liquid coming out than going in. Um, but I'm not. I don't know, man. I don't think he was really sick. I think. I think it was very much like a. I'm faking it, you know. But at the same time, I'm like. Man, the way he was playing sick is how I feel I am when I'm sick. Like the complete like regression and shutdown and like there's no way I'm going to work out or anything like that. But I'm, you're not whiny like that. Oh, oh can I get I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna go back in the voice. Uh no daddy. No, <laughs> no. no, dad, no more daddy. No. Oh gosh. No, I'm not I'm not whining like that. Um at least I don't think I am, but 
maybe a little bit more compliant and coming out of my mouth when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think he was really sick. I do think Finn got really sick because I think he kind of had that like post festival feeling where mm-hmm. you overdid it, you know, and you're exhausted and then you come back home and then all of a sudden just your immune system just shuts down. What's your body telling yeah. you you need rest? Like, so I think, I think Finn might've been actually kind of sick or, or whatever, but, but I don't think Jake was. Yeah. I, okay. At least we were in the same boat there. I think that like there was just something that like, oh, you told me a great story and now I'm all better. Like I was like, ah, you just wanted a day off from adventuring. So you sent, yeah. you sent Finn on a hypothetical. He was then, real cute though. Yeah. So Sometimes. Jake and the Jake little, had some cute moments. Yeah. Especially when it, big sparkle eyes. The way he says yes right before he barfs is just like absolutely adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't do anything too bad uh, this episode. Jake's, Jake's kind of out there. I was, I was looking. I was like, we got that new segment, the Jake Mistakes. I was just checking to yeah. see what could be going on. But he he really tunes out, and it's really just a fin adventure. Yeah, my Jake mistake pancakes. of this episode was oh, just that I didn't – I just didn't trust him. I just, I, I okay. just think that he well. was being – Sneaky. All right, you're getting a little liberal with this uh, Jake mistakes thing. Yeah, right? it wasn't, agree it wasn't, with Russell. Oh, I, I can't be liberal with it. I don't know. We we started this bit for uh, in a very specific context. Then uh-huh. I the Jake mistake was that he didn't increase the size of his white blood cells in his body, okay. which he could probably yeah. <laughs> I don't. If he so, has that ability, like there Jake's is overpowered. there is a future episode for my fans out there where Jake gets poisoned. And he's dying, he's dying, he's dying. And then he, it was like the poison could kill an animal 50 times your size. And so he increases his, li- his liver oh. 51 times the, its natural size. And he just totally metabolizes all the poison. That's, so, that's so that skill exists in the, like in the Jake universe, which I was like, dude, he could have done, I don't know, increase your white blood cells and like <laughs> off illness. I don't know. Well, what do you think? What do you think of his first adventure? He goes out and he sees the leaf falling and and a little snail setting occurs. I mean, I love that this is the I think this is the first time the snails appeared as a non-background. Yeah, just super obvious. Yeah. It like, was super wavy arm, like he was my lovely. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. My lovely of this one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Snail floating on the leaf, man. He's a cutie. He's waving. He's, yeah, but this guy, he's all cute and, and such. And the forest animals all kind of suck to a degree. Yeah, the bat was cool, but he's not a big part of it. He's just kind of like mm-hmm. in the background. I just like the way they drew the bat. I think um, the, the runner-up, lovely. If the yeah. snail hadn't been in the episode, the runner-up would be the two ants that were like holding hands really? on the rock. Yeah, oh, Man, I don't know about that. I just, well, the snail shows back up when he's, looking for suspense which is one of the story elements that jake gives him but i did feel weird about the um the ants under the rock and and i only say that because one of them was crying the one on the left was crying and my initial reaction was what happened to the ladybug why is she crying why does she feel like that and i hate that that we don't get the answer to no i hate that i immediately thought i like i immediately like assigned a gender to the two bugs which is kind of silly i mean the one on the right has a deeper voice but it's an ant you know or whatever a bug but just my mind just for whatever reason was just like oh the girl is crying you know and i apologized to myself for that one or or i criticized yourself criticized myself yeah i was like no no that's not right (laughs) but yeah it's just weird that my my mind went to that immediately uh kind of sucks but so that's why they're not your lovely. Not my lovely. A, yeah, I had a little moment there where I was like, ah, that's not that's not right. Um, <laughs> but anyways, man, 
Yeah, the snail is my lovely for sure. Uh, and I'm glad he finally was like a part of one of the episodes in a real way. Yeah, it's, um, and he, he will be again, Yeah, for sure. We've got our call to adventure though, which is uh, Jake wants a story. It's got to be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, what do you think of those elements? I, I started, I was going to mention that in this episode for sure, that I'm starting to see that, especially in these early seasons, and I feel like when they're, when they're writing some of these kind of rando episodes, that they have this template. Like call to action, um, start three like points of the adventure, like yeah. three specific points, and then your apex like conclusion mm-hmm. ends. And so I'm, I'm starting to see that in this episode. And I think not that it's not a good template. That's a great template for adventuring. It's kind of like the same template for it's comfortable a in three a way. paragraph essay, you know, yeah, in, a, in, in school. It's easily digestible. Is this Pim Ward's first thing that he did? I, well, you may have talked about this before, but do you know if he's done other things prior to Adventure I Time? I don't know. Let me. We can follow up with yeah, that one. Let's follow up on that one because I'm curious. Do some more like show digging on yeah. an episode. Maybe do a special episode of like just writers and directors outside of the sh- on the show and what they've done on elsewhere. Kind yeah. of like, you know. We'll figure that out. If we can make it interesting enough, we'll yeah. I mean, if we I can get that. content out of it, um, li- I think that'd be super interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah. Do it. They got like a historical biographical bi- biography. Yeah, of right. Pin Ward. Well, <laughs> anyways, uh, man. And then the uh, the scrolls. Are y'all kissing in there? That was another great moment. What did you think was like? Not the best, but the the best written like encounter in the forest that he had. Ah, the be- I I mean the best is obviously Mr. Fox and Bubafina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it feels like it has the most substance to it. You know the other ones are very just like let me interrupt this, let's cause havoc here. You know I'm going to have this teenage angsty bear bear try and fight me or whatever. Yeah, you it was know? the most fallout from Finn's actions. For it sure. just yeah, it was it was kind of deep in a sense. You had my tops of the episode there, which is stupid. It's uh, the name Bubafina. <laughs> it's just that's just it's, it's a great name it's just a, a wild name uh and i think that'll come back around with my lesson but uh yeah man boobafina mr fox so if that's a good one there's a great one down the road there's a uh um an episode where like i'm trying to drop this without spoilers there's a demon trapped in a basement and there's a little bear that's called boobasusa and it sings a song, and while that song is singing, the demon's trapped in a force field, and it's like, "Hello there, where <laughs> are you, Bubususa?" It was pretty good, and it was like, "Oh, they said that Bubususa." Yeah, well, you got this. It's like a love triangle thing going on where she loves Mister Goose, but Mister Fox is in the her, and then Finn mm-hmm. over there is being kind of pervy, and is like, "Y'all better kiss." Please. Yeah, it was super kiss pervy, for Jake. Man. Well, and not that he who's was Jake? like, Who, who's 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 your friend that we got a kiss for? What's his name? <laughs> it was you know? so it was so weirdly human. I think that's like why I, it was the most in like what what about that was weird. That human. like relationship like there's two the people dynamic. chilling yeah. and then like Finn comes in there's like my buddy Jake and they're like well we don't care about Jake what? and you just ruined like has Any anyone ever I said, had. please kiss in front of me to you, though? No. <laughs> yeah, that's Not weird. Except for at my wedding, maybe. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, kiss her. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Don't ever make any of your friends kiss each other or people that you know or whatever. Like Or strangers. That's not a right. good rule of thumb. Yeah. Don't don't make strangers kiss each other. But he's like, oh, I'll, 
He's like, would you eat dirt, you know? And and they don't even like agree to it. He's just, <laughs> just like immediately <laughs> swallows it, a bunch of dirt. It's kind of funny. I feel like Mr. Fox, like even just the the voice actor they choose to play him, he's almost like the most human creature we've seen in Ooh so far. Yeah. And he was like, got, hey. like beer bellies too. Rufina like, and the fox both have like a nice little round tummy. Yeah, like yeah, well, and, and the woods kind of feels. I don't. I'm not gonna call it the suburbs, but the woods just feels like kind of how people should be living in normal society. They're just like uh-huh. hanging out, spray painting cars. Yeah, I got a a really fun theoretically speaking for this episode. Theoretically speaking, uh, I I almost wonder we're in the woods and we're seeing all like it's like it looks like cars and equi- like you know mm-hmm. a laundry laundry machine or something like that. I think maybe there might have been some sort of apocalyptic event that caused all the cars and roads and human remains and buildings to be left in ooh. I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, we've even, talked about this already I know, you're so not even much. P- go with me, man. Dang I'm not it. going with you because I was like, dude, we, we have so think, talked about the mushroom. I think already. it was caused by the almighty penguin guy, Gunter, or by a little snail, a little snail boy. You're... I don't know. You're I'm just messing. Wrong, but that's fine. That was just a stupid joke. Both that wasn't of even those funny. things kind of play into future apocalyptic episodes. So I'll just leave it at okay. that. That's cool. Well, maybe somebody will get some substance out of that. But I definitely um, that yeah. joke went flat. We, we well, we we just we needed to to reference that the the woods was filled with like yeah it old was. cars and washing machines and, and skulls a little and, more than normal you yeah. know they made a point to like point it out as he's looking for suspense you know mm-hmm. and he sees the snail again he does see like a skull you know and then he does see some sort of a laundry machine or, or whatever that mm-hmm. was and yeah it it's interesting I, I'll be honest man this episode wasn't doing it for me. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it had me feeling the same way I kind of felt when we wrapped up season one, when it was kind of like, here's the problem, here's the three steps of the adventure, and here's the solution. Yeah. Um, it's like, even Finn's, like, the lesson, well, it's not even a lesson, but like, he's, like, trying to force an adventure, like, a great adventure to happen, and I think, like, we learned, and it almost felt maybe the writers were, too, like, the best adventures just kind of happen to them. They're you know? organic. Like, and that's what yeah. I'm going to get into after our advertising break is a few of those kind of like deeper, like how this, it's a boring Adventure Time Universe episode. It's kind of a boring, just even if you walked through all the events, you'd be like, that doesn't even sound like an episode. But then you can, I, I can pull out way more stuff of like real life stuff in this episode that, yeah. you know, which, which really, I mean, I guess that leads me to be like, we should probably take a break so we can kind of shift let our, our listeners take an ad break and we can get back into some deeper thoughts. Yeah, let's you know, do that. On the end of it. So we'll, we'll take it away. Are you a kid? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Hell yeah. Go get your parent, kid. I don't want to talk to you. No, I hate my mom. All right. Well, we'll tell you then and it's going to be a little complex. I got I got this really cool new product. It's a super... Soup in a can. I know you're probably bored already, but oh, I your, hate soup. Your mom would love it because it's gonna help teach you the read. It's gonna what do teach you. Mean? you uh, well, we're gonna you're gonna take the soup. You're gonna open up the can. You're gonna you can use. You know, we got one of those really cool little uh, levers that you know, on the can. And, but uh, you, I don't you know, know. I'm a child. You're gonna open up the can, and uh, you don't even have to use a can opener. I guess is what I was trying to get at. And uh, when you pour the can into the bowl, the bowl is gonna turn into. It's gonna have a magical aura 
color coming out of the out of the soup. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a different colors, you know. And uh, what's going to happen here is you're going to start being able to see uh, uh, words popping up and telling you a wonderful story. The soup can sense what you need. It, like, it can sense. I like stories. It can sense what story is going to reach you all the way down to your heart, and then touch your girl. Um, uh, to uh, it's gonna get down to your heart. Now you're a kid. Uh, I, this is why I need to talk to your parents, Mister. I can't read. Oh, um. Well, there's also uh, soup television in a can. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just television. I like TV, but in the shape of a bowl. Yeah. Suspense. Suspense. What's up, Ned? With the man, another bad commercial. That's why we call them bads. We don't call them ads. Ooh, oh, snap. actually, don't hate that. I know. We we'll start calling them <laughs> our bad advertisements. You know, our bad advertisements that someone may, no one's ever going to pay us for them. Um, welcome back, fellow travelers. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah, suspense. Ned, do we need to take uh, Finn's character and reassess his alignment? Because I, I don't have I don't have it planned. I actually do it this episode, but he almost kills three baby birds for a story for Jake. We've had a couple of moments this season where we started to see his like basically him thinking he's in the pursuit of good, but it's like he everything else in his judgment gets cloud cl- clouded on his pursuit of good. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. And then he imagines them having a heart attack. <laughs> it's pretty and brutal. Then, as soon as they fall, the mama bird comes in. She's like, where are my boys? I know. It, he thinks about it. Like, he's thinking about his moral alignment. Have you ever almost killed a baby? Like a yes. like a cute bird, not yes. like a... You have, have you killed one? No, because I only had a pellet gun. Okay, I had and an airsoft gun. And I saw a gun. little, like, of yeah. feathers in the air, and then it flew away, and then I felt really bad. All right, well... I'm no better than you. <laughs> we're, I shot we're in the same boat. Gun. Yeah. Uh, they were fine. I was, you know, I whether I hit it or my friend hit it, I don't know. Uh, but it was stupid and I was young and mm-hmm. I am sorry. And we just, well, it helps you become more morally aligned because you- I love birds. You know? Yeah. yeah. You learned a lesson from it. Shoot, man. I was thinking about uh, maybe when I get old. There's a couple hobbies I want to pick up when I get old. One of them might be bird watching. Uh, probably won't be. One of them might be bonsai treeing. Probably won't be, uh, but we'll see. I'd bonsai tree. You would bonsai tree? Yeah, I'd bonsai oh, tree before I bird watched. Yeah, probably. Birds are, I don't know, birds are cool. It's cool. I I know people that go on trips to bird watch. Oh, damn. Regardless. Well, anyways, man. I, I had a deep thought, and this yeah. was a super spur of the moment, like, I and I had to type it down just because I had this general feel of, like, they really have Finn going into the forest here. We're seeing creatures that are not like weird mythical creatures they're bears they're bunnies they're foxes they're geese they're in the woods they can all speak though they can all they can all speak but they're still like animals that existed and finn is like messing with this ecosystem for his own enjoyment and you know he's trying to tell a story but it's kind of yeah for instance his own purpose and is this a parallel or is this me way just taking a concept and running with it Oh, of like I see where us you're going. Me- messing with our ecosystems for the sake of our own enjoyment. Oh, I don't know. So we could dig deep on that one. We could. I didn't think of that at all. Yeah, it really was, I mean, it was a really spur of the moment thing, but I was like, he's he just is totally cool with going and messing up all these forest creatures' lives. And it's like- For his own gain. For his own gain. Yeah. 
and he even has a, a justification of what that gain might be, but is it is it actually justified? No. Yeah, it's not justified because it's again, silly, that that moment yeah. when he's like, "I'm doing it for Jake," and they're like, "Well, we don't know who Jake is," and it's kind of ah, like, damn. you're like, "I'm tearing down your rainforest because we can make a bunch of Charmin toilet paper," and then the tigers in the rainforest were like, "Well, we don't wipe our asses, so like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not really for our gain, you know?" Yeah, well, maybe you should, tigers. Maybe you Hold should on, wipe I'm, your I'm ass. back. I'm back on humanity side of this. Exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just turned all of us vegan somehow. I don't we're know. All, we're all vegans? No. <laughs> we're all no, vegans I'm tearing now. down the rainforest is what I'm getting at. <laughs> tigers don't wipe their butts? That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we learned today. That's my lesson is That's tigers lesson. should wipe their butts. Wow. I don't... We don't tangent. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's dude. That's a really cool point. I really, I really didn't think about that. I, honestly, the like environment and stuff's kind of been on my mind recently with uh, Mark Rober. What is his name? I can't think of it. Mm -hmm. He's he's an ex NASA um, scientist who worked on one of the like rover whatever things that were on Mars that were collecting soil samples. Um, but he has a YouTube channel and every one of his videos are incredible. And and his most recent one, he competed against Mr. Beast to help like clean up the ocean and, and mm -hmm. the beach. And Mr. Beast and his, his team were working like just with their hands on the beaches. And then he was using, uh, and you know, look it up. I really was not planning on talking about this. Can't think of what the company was. I'll look at it before we end. Um, but he was using this machine they created in order to help clean up because a lot of the litter that goes out into the ocean to the giant island in the middle of the ocean and the same company is working to clean that up and it's going to take like thirty or 3,000 trips to clean mm -hmm. it up because it's twice the size of Texas or something. Um, he had this machine that was just going back and forth at the, the mouth of the river into the ocean and cleaning up just thousands of pounds of of trash and it was it was unreal but yeah this stuff's kind of been on my mind a little bit recently so that's yeah. really cool that you, so you bring that up struck a heart chord with you is what i'm what you're telling me yeah i think a little bit you know yeah. we got one planet you know uh I mean, there are other planets out there but we got one that we know that we can survive on yeah and it's and you know apparently all of the bunnies and the bears and the woodland creatures survive apocalypses somehow yeah somehow yeah, yeah. They, they learn how to talk but they well, survive and then they build a cult and then they have a woodland <laughs> cult run by the forest wizard. It's this. It's the same creatures from South Park. Do you remember? Yeah, the, that the episode, Christmas critters. The Christmas critters. <laughs> they're the same dang creatures, man. <laughs> I, I swear, they're about to sacrifice Finn to this like plasma ghost demon hand. It, yeah, thing. it looks like a portal, dude. Uh, yeah, well, the hands like swept at him or yeah. whatever. I, I do wonder. I would. I'm kind of fascinated to know what's in that straight portal. trip to the dead world, maybe. Dude, what's the dead world? Oh, we'll get to the dead world. For all my fans out there, Russell hasn't seen the newest post Adventure Time season special episodes on HBO. And Do I need to walk away for a second so you can give them a little? No, we just okay. really go into depth on the death, the dead worlds that they never really went into on the the mm. first nine seasons of the show, and they really get in depth with HBO's yeah. special, and it's it's so good. It's it's all the creatures that aren't pervs because I feel it, like or aren't thirsty. All the pervs all are in the fiftieth dead world, and the fiftieth dead world oh. sucks, or it's excuse me, the first dead world, first layer is the sucky one. The 50th dead world is the best. Okay. this That's all I'll say for now. Well, I'm bored because I don't, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not well, bored. I want to bring awesome. up, there was a, no, that, I love was, it. My, I'm, I'm that was my initial thought. Yeah. Just beginning of the episode, I was like thinking, what's happening, but what are my deep thoughts? My second deep yeah. thought 
as I came up with this whole term of what Finn is doing in this episode, and it really plays into, I think, how we have interactions with people. It's, and I'm calling it emotional tourism. And really the concept is that you're bored with your life. You don't have cool stories. And so you get over-involved in other people's biz, their relationship biz, their family biz, their work biz. And you start interjecting yourself and either having advice or unsolicited like, hey, I'm going to become part of this and I have no emotional baggage tied to it. So I get to either watch this relationship crumble and burn. I either get to like, you basically get to watch somebody go through the highs and lows of an emotional state with absolutely no collateral on yourself. So how do I get back home? Because I feel like you're talking about me. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, but it's such a, it's such a, it's like when you easy, watch Love Island or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like reality TV is, is kind of a form of emotional tourism. Yeah, definitely. You know, as you're, you're taking part in something that really might mean something to somebody yeah. and you're getting this kind of like, well, that was a fun story, wasn't it? And they're like, no, that's, my life got ruined because of that. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Dude, that's fascinating. So I just deep I, concepts, Ned. You're taking. I, I love it. <laughs> well, I'm 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 the I'm the one that wants to watch these episodes again and be like, yeah, yeah I've seen this. Like we both said, so, we weren't so really sold on this episode. Ben's from, doing that in order to tell a good story back to Jake. So he's reporting. It's kind of like what someone might do with their significant other or something like that. Like, oh my gosh, I got the the drama. Let me tell you about it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If, if your life is not dramatic enough, like you almost want yeah. to introduce more like you just want to hear about other people's drama but you don't want to get involved yeah versus like emotional terrorism which might be some sort of like you're actually playing a part to ruin yeah whatever exactly. their situation might the be the producers of the reality show yeah or emotional terrorists yeah, certainly or uh what's her name from how i met your mother uh, robin no not robin oh lily lily well when she yeah, yeah. when she uh, interjects into ted's relationships lily's Easily the worst character. Yeah, like, she's an I emotional Lily, terrorist. But she is the most manipulative char character in that show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's some um, seasons where I hate her, and there's some there's some seasons where I love her, and there's some seasons where I hate her. Yeah. And every season I have a crush on her. Um, <laughs> no, just playing. Well, um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyways, y'all, uh, dude. And then the Forest Wizard. So I wonder, with your kind of going back to your environmental thing, would do you, who would the Forest Wizard be? What, does he represent something in that theory? I know you kind of just came with not, that idea. Not necessarily in the in the theory. You can, I mean, if you wanted to get like existential with it, you could be like, "That's Mother Nature protecting, oh you yeah, know, yeah, protecting it against outside forces or whatever." Yeah, the the wizard is global warming, telling humans <laughs> to f off. Or uh, what's his face? Who is talking about man bear pig in South Park? This is really <laughs> it's, bad. It's Al Gore. Al Gore. Yeah, because <laughs> I should Al just Gore know is Al the Gore. Forest wizard. In my mind, Al Gore is a guy who was on South Park for a bit. Uh, no, I'm, I, that is so bad of me. Um, I know who Al Gore is. You just lost us half our listeners, maybe. Whoever what, they're likes all like, Al Gore. wow, Russell knows nothing about politics. Um, <laughs> that's not true. It's just. Politics from when I was in middle school. I it's did not, not pay it's, attention. It's not true, but uh, it's mostly true. It's mostly true. Uh, yeah, just old politics. Um, no, man. And then, uh, 
I don't know. I, I like the Force Wizard a lot. I don't know what he represents. Uh, I think Al Gore might be it, but uh, <laughs> from like a certain period of time. <laughs> I, um, I think uh, Force Wizard was a nice way to, I think, yeah. introduce the fact that like these cr these critters out in the forest still have their own like protector. That there yeah. is like this wizard that is protecting it's this so forest. Cultish, dude. It was the so right culty. of the Force Justice. And did you notice when he breaks his stick on Finn? That the fin or the the stick flips around and there's like the face of like a Pinocchio looking oh, I didn't face on that. it. Yeah, it was like I I caught it. I was like, what is that? And I had to pause it. Like it's like two or three frames, you That's know. Cool, or, though. Yeah, or panels or whatever they call them in animation. And uh, yeah, and I don't know. I just it was I got creepy vibes from all the forest animals there. But I also I I love at the end with the forest wizards just like, man, you could just break out of just. Yeah, that was, your way out. that was my tops of this episode. Was it? For sure. It yeah. was when he was like, bro, it's just sticks. You can like break them. Well, and I was like, <laughs> is he justified? Is Finn, I know Finn, in a sense, he just had to do anything he could to get out of that situation. But is he justified to spill uh, the beef? You know, when he's there and he's like, Boobafina, you have a crush on on uh, Mr. Mr. Goose. Mm -hmm. Just say something. Like, is he justified in doing that? No, I don't think he's justified. I think he got lucky yeah. that it played out in a more positive sense. Did. But I think in any real life situation, if somebody comes in and they're like, I know all the love triangles that are happening at this school, or I know all yeah. of the drama of our friends, and I'm going to spill the beans that you become the bad guy. I've been boobafina in a situation like that. You've been boobafinaed? And I've been boobafinaed, uh, finaed. Finited. Um, uh in middle school, man. I had a, a told a guy who kind of was a jerk to me. I don't know why I confided in him, uh, but I think he might've been pressuring me to say like who my crush was or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't gotten, like it was like one of those days where you go and you like find your new classmates in like a new art class that you didn't have last semester or whatever. You see who's in there and he happened to be in there and so was the girl. And he literally yelled to the entire class oh my gosh you're here russell has a crush on you and that's the worst on the first freaking day dude and i man that would have been a good that would have been my most embarrassing story or one of them yeah they should have put finn week. in the pit for dropping all the beef yeah but it worked out worked out and forest wizard was all about it but i i've like i've been on the other side of that boobafina like i feel you girl you know, yeah, it's just kind of like a, going back to that emotional tourism concept. Like you get, you can be the emotional tourist, and then it's when somebody, if somebody were to call you out on that, and then be like, "Dude, you got to stop like meddling in my biz." It and got then, better from there, though. And then, but if somebody were to give you unsolicited advice, and then give everybody in a room that unsolicited advice, we they'd be like, "Dude, this is none of your business." Yeah, you know, it got better from there, man. I mean, he goes around and he helps the the. Teeny teenage angsty bear and uh, his mom, you know, he's like, Come on, you know, like he's old enough. Yeah. Get out of there. At and least then, they were both reasonable. Yeah. That, well, but, and then what, what was the other one? Mr. Fox, I feel like he does a good job of saying, like, Mr. Fox, you got to move on, man. Like, it's, it, it seems like he had probably been in that like friend zone for a really long time, maybe. Uh, yeah. Even though it's, Finn didn't really have that context. But like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what if Bubafina and Mr. Fox were meant to be and Finn just, Ruined. Bubafina didn't like Mr. But Fox. What if he ruined the long play? What if What if Mr. There's, Fox dude, is on the long play? Get out of there, play? Mr. Fox. <laughs> no, that's stupid. 
get a hey, if you're if you're being uh, Mr. Fox right now, as I was Boo Finn, I've admitted to that. Get out of your Mr. Fox situation, dude. Give man. him that. Drop that Finn advice right there. Just get out of it. I'm a slap your. I'm gonna spank your face. Baby slap your face. I'm a baby slap your face or whatever it is that they say. Um, dude, he is justified though with Miss Mrs. Cal. I would say uh <laughs> he didn't know what was no, under her utter. He should have figured that out. Keep that bag on keep utters. I, I am on Mr. Fox's side, especially. Oh, He's good. like, put that away. You Call know? out that's that's the Phil face. Uh, your beautiful girl. <laughs> Phil, Phil face on the utter. <laughs> you live in the forest, so why don't you let that thing hang Let's out? Let that thing <laughs> hang out. Let, let it hang out. Uh, oh, she man. was so happy. She was like like the bird. Like it was like a it was like a I was gonna say Cinderella, like a Disney moment. Yeah, the, you know the un, bird un, flies, plays away with the string. Just the ugliest looking <laughs> face on her udders. I'm like, like that face is my most like I would if I was there, just a little punch, most punchable. Did you udders. have most punchable character in this? That episode? is the the udder, the udders, just like a, it's like not a speed bag. You're just gonna yeah. speed bag punch the udder. <laughs> yeah. Um. Gosh, dude, it's just it's sucked. Yeah, I think. Well, I think they most punchable. On it too. Oh. Most punchable might have been Finn for me in this episode. I hate to say it. Hey, that's. I think that's justified. Yeah, I think. And and I wish he had like learned his lesson about meddling. I guess. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, well, what lesson did you learn? Well, I had a couple of different lessons in this one. Is uh, first one, I'm very scared of death by guts exploding out of my face now because that's apparently a thing. You oh, have yeah. have two graves for it. One for the guts and one for the rest of my body. Man, I know a guy. I'm just kidding. That's what, yeah, Jake <laughs> was like, I'm going to die and my guts are going to explode out of my face and you have to dig me two two graves. Yeah. One if for I, my guts and one for my face. He didn't back up either. I mean, maybe maybe his powers are stored in his guts. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, a lot of, uh, not kinetic energy, whatever the, <laughs> gosh, dude. Second lesson is Science. apparently a good story can cure all your ailments. Didn't know that. Hmm. I doubt that one, but we'll see the next time I'm really sick. I'll, yeah. I'll tell Jackie to go out and get me a good story. Ooh, that's good. I might have to do the same thing. Um, second, third one. Oh, geez. Dude, don't <laughs> go poking around in other people's business for your own enjoyment. Don't be an emotional tourist. It uh, That's, I mean... I I am Ned. the culprit myself. Ned, I, don't be an emotional tourist. I know it's and I'm. It's good. That's a good why we. I like watching this show is to like take these moments to self reflect and be like that's a good lesson for me to learn. Is like it's you ever realize that like I'm meddling in this and be like oh I want to know what's happening in this person's love life. Like don't get involved. Like even Gosh, like be I'm careful so how much that. you ask. You know just in case. Just in case. It's, it's so interesting. I know. Yeah, and I, I think know. That, that's a good lesson. Uh, my last lesson is good stories come from honest interactions and real emotions that you bring to the table. Nice. Every good story I think that's been told in the history of time comes from, even if a writer's telling a fiction story, that it's they're bringing their own emotional, uh, yeah, something like, from their past, yeah, experiences or... to the table to to write in. But like, don't go out and like be like, oh, I'm gonna write about someone else's loves story because you're going to get it all wrong it, then it, you can tell it's a fake story you know yeah uh all right what about well, you what i've him, got some lessons. What's your lessons we're gonna go for seven today seven seven total well not me us combined oh, okay uh our listeners are counting uh the first one is both boys and girls cry both uh, boys and girls cry shoot everyone cries but ned uh and Never. it's not masculine or feminine 
So that's lesson number one is just <laughs> everybody cries, you know? Uh, and then the second lesson is I'm a child who thinks Boo Fina is a good name for a character. That's a great name. Um, and the third and final lesson is uh, limit the lessons to three apiece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Got so yeah. many good ones from the, from, a, from a weirdly bad episode we didn't enjoy. I thought the, the deeper aspects were way more entertaining than the... The face value. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I know the next episode's about slugs or something like that. So I, I almost wonder if I'm even going to enjoy that episode. Yeah, it's not one of my favorites. Oh, no. All right. Well, y'all, anyways, we'll be here and I'm going to bring the energy next one. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to like it. Uh, maybe. Uh, thanks, y'all. Thanks for following us and checking us out. Listen, we just hit 4,000 downloads today, dude. That's we crazy. We hit 4,000. Yeah, that's awesome. And actually, I feel really bad. We did get a listener email. Bring it up on the next episode. Yes, bring it in the yeah. next episode. Uh, we want to get those listeners in. Dude, freaking awesome email. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. I, yes. I'm sorry for the person who sent it to make you wait, but... Uh, I, I didn't give, give them plan. a shout out. Give them an email shout out real quick to let them know uh, that they've been heard. Email Ned improvise. Oh, I gotta no. go to the email. I don't know the name. Uh, our producer's dying in there. He's coughing. Don't you go dying on me, Mike. Ned improvise. Uh, amps. Amp. Ramp. Amp. Amp. Amps. A M P. Two ants under a rock holding hands. Oh, that's bad. Uh, A M P. Amp. Uh, they sent us mana heck of a, a email and i will talk about that next week uh anyways follow us on instagram never ending adventure podcast uh tiktok at never ending adventure cast twitter at nea underscore podcast if you want to be like amp and give us an email uh and also i'm sorry if i shouldn't have said your name i'm realizing realizing that now i didn't ask for permission um hmm. they knew yeah i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> man uh or or they them uh email at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com uh and we'll try and be a little bit more better about i'm always trying to be a little bit more better everything about everything i apologize <laughs> i was so bad all of a sudden uh anyways, it's all good hey that's thanks, a, hey, hey we got a, we got a little bit of starstruck at our first uh, fan email so. I just got excited uh, <laughs> we loved the you guys all right bye-bye Hey, thanks for listening again, you guys. This has been Nettie P on the podcast. We loved it, you guys. It's been 4,000 downloads, 4,000 episodes that you guys have listened to of our 30-episode series. That's freaking nuts. You guys have definitely been awesome. Keep sending the feedback, keep liking those posts, and keep adventuring.